following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. What a what another interesting week of football we've had in front of us here. Gary, how about it? Yeah, interesting week. Um, a lot of what I hoped to go right did not go right this week. We we uh, we were not batting very well itself. We uh, quite honestly talked down the top receiver of the week. We weren't sure Cooper Cup would perform, and he performed all right. Um, <laughs> weren't sure... Uh, I mean, we were kind of right on that situation. Mike Evans, we is top ten. Yeah. And what we said was correct. He's touchdown dependent. Yeah, correct. Uh, I did have somebody ask me early in the week off the air if they should start uh, Antonio Brown over Mike Evans. I told them no. Hold it off for one more week with Mike Evans, and that was a correct call. Yeah, I uh, I made the mistake of telling someone to start Mark Ingram because he got twenty six touches. <laughs> I don't like anything week. to do with I. I the problem is I don't like any Houston back. No, I've but, got a Houston st- starter on my bench in a league, and I'm actively pursuing guys who are getting four carries on free agency right now to not have to worry. about I him. went with the fact that he's getting the 26 touches with the volume. What what was his volume this week? Do we know? It was close. It was it was not 26, but it was close. He just didn't do anything with it. Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, also Cleveland's got a pretty good. Um, Cleveland's got a good. Run defense. Yeah, and, uh, I Ingram saw 14 rushes for 41 yards. I can't remember who else that he had, but it wasn't really like he, he was kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So yeah, and that's the worst case scenario. But I mean, that's that's it. Is the, the problem with that is that's the same production Ingram had the week before. He just had a few more carries. Yeah, that, that's that's what scares me with Mark Ingram. The week before, Mark Ingram 26 rushes for 3.3 yards per carry average. Yeah. Last week, 2.9 yards per carry average. He's he's not getting the break off from it. He's not getting yards after contact. He's getting hit and taken down immediately. But, guys, welcome back. End of week two, beginning of week three. We're here to talk about the top ten in each position right now and some Thursday night stuff and maybe some sprinkled in bonuses along the way. But we'll start it off here hot. We'll go with the quarterback position uh, from ten all the way up to one. Your number ten quarterback of the week. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 21.2 points in standard formatting there. Um, not exactly a bad game, playing, only scoring 11 points. Uh, really, as we kind of expected, a lot of Jalen Hurts' potential comes on the ground. Gary, I know you've got him, and I know we talked that, but really, only 12 of 23 um, in the air for 190. Sacked twice, but able to run 10 for... 82 yards and a touch. Plus, he got targeted. He had, you know, he had a pass thrown to him this week. Oh, yeah? Okay, cool. Um, I don't believe he brought it in, but, yeah, a real interesting real interesting week here. Uh, some <coughs> other interesting stats, though. You got Quez Watkins. He had two catches for 117 yards, a 91-yard catch, and didn't get it in the end zone. What did you do there, man? Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so Jalen Hurts comes in at number 10 on the list, number 9 on the list. Russell Wilson comes in with a 22.6 um, points this past week. Seattle struggling, man. Uh, I thought they were a surefire team that could beat Tennessee. Tennessee absolutely steamrolls them on the ground. But, I mean, Wilson, uh, 22 of 31, 343, two passing touchdowns, and 3 of 16 on the ground. Not a bad day. The line's not holding up again. No, correct. I mean, that Seattle defense is what's going to be their downfall. Again. Yeah. Um, I mean, anytime you score 30, you should be you should be deeply in a game. Uh, I mean, another one of those guys that we weren't big on, and he salvages himself by being touched on a pendant carry, uh, Chris Carson. Last week. Yeah. A uh, grand total of 2.4 yard per carry average, 31 yards, but two touchdowns on the ground. Makes himself a 15-point yeah. day. I'm just worried once Penny comes back that it's going to be... Oh, I, I'm i not saying that it's worth it. I'm saying we've been kind of anti-Chris Carson for a hot minute now. Uh, number eight on this list. This is pretty far down for him. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, not that Bills fans can say anything. as Josh Allen doesn't even make the top 10 this, this week. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 31, 343, three touchdowns, one pick. One rush for three yards. You know who's not in this top ten list, Gary? Jackson Mahomes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, he's more likely to be listed on a police report for throwing water at somebody for being mocked for a TikTok dance, but to each yeah. their own. Uh, number seven on the list. A guy who, uh, on most accounts here, a nice waiver warrior pickup. He's looked really good through two weeks. People are calling him the MVP candidate of the season right now. Derek Carr coming in at, to, uh, at number seven. Um... <laughs> 28 of 37, 382, two touchdowns, sacked twice, uh, four rushes, nine yards. Had a big game against Baltimore two weeks ago on, or on Monday night, so he came off even short rest mm-hmm. for that. Got a little dinged up this week. but uh, That was a, a very violent game. There was yes. a lot of hits on the quarterback. Well, it's Pittsburgh and, Pittsburgh and Vegas, uh, two teams that like to hit people. Mm-hmm. That's your, uh, your, def- your definitive smash mouth football right there. That's going to be really interesting. Like, that division is going to be very, very cool. The AFC, AFC West, West, I think it is. That was, this is what I expected the division to be last year, mm-hmm. and I was a year early to the party. Because, <laughs> I mean, you got the Raiders now. The Broncos. The Broncos are on the come up, and then you got the Chargers. Yeah. Number 11 on this list, who's just outside of uh, eyeshot, I don't have his numbers because he didn't make our top 10, was Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. and he's been putting some stats up. Um, yeah, I, I like what Vegas is doing. I think Vegas is going to maintain it, uh, but we, we shall see. Number six on this list, the guy that I think everybody hates to talk about, Captain Kirk himself, Kirk Cousins, uh, 22 of 32, 233, three, or 244, three passing touchdowns, two rushes for 35 yards on the ground as well. Ultimately, that's... That stat right there is kind of what probably bumped him at up to six because his day wasn't that much better than the rest of these guys on the list here, Gary. Yeah. But uh, those 35 yards will give him three bonus points to put him into six. So Kirk Cousins with a bit of a day there. Uh, number five on the list, Aaron Rodgers reemerging. A decent game, shall we say, on Monday night. Uh, drops the Lions to 0-2. Lions look good to start the game. But Aaron Rodgers goes 22 of 27, 255, four touchdowns, sacked three times, uh, and then four rushes for six yards. Did you watch any of this game, Gary? Which one? The Monday night game last night. No, I, I was in bed pretty early. So some intriguing f- things here. Uh, I'd love to continue to analyze the body language here because Aaron Rodgers just looks done. 
He looks fed up. He does not look like he wants to be in Green Bay. I don't think he does. He he got bullied off the end yesterday. He was forced to release the ball early for one of his five incompletions. And they zoomed it on his face, and he he looked like a father being told that his kid was just arrested. <laughs> he just he looked like he swallowed a grapefruit. He was just besides himself pissed I mean, off. You can you can tell going into the season that he just doesn't have his heart into it. Uh, the thing is though, it's it's almost like when when the team's not playing around him. He's just such an arrogant prick about it. Because mm-hmm. that's what it was. When he wasn't getting the help from his line or his guys would drop something, they're showing Aaron's face, and he's just hes a miserable old man. He looks miserable. But Aaron Rodgers comes in at number five this week. We'll see if he can continue that, and there's no self-destruction in Green Bay. Number four on this list in a losing effort, Daniel Jones comes in from last Thursday still. It's pretty impressive. A Thursday night game, able to continue to be in the top five in the stats. Uh, Jones goes 22 of 32, 249, one touchdown. You know, the numbers were looking even better heading up and hit and sacked four times by that mm-hmm. Washington line, but he also rushes nine times for 95 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Daniel Jones, have a day. We'll see if he can continue that this week. Uh, I mean, they have the Falcons, so you'd have to expect them to be able to continue that this week. Yeah, right. I mean, you'd expect it, but... After Thursday night, everybody was kind of against uh, Kenny Galladay. They thought Galladay was screaming at Jones on the sideline, which... I did see that. I personally didn't think it was Jones. And he since said it wasn't Jones. He so, said it was Jason so, Garrett. Yeah, the way that it, that it ended up looking like is Jones came up after the Yeah, um, but the thing, the thing is, everything else from the second angle showed Jones standing there. So everyone's like, he was yelling at Daniel Jones. No, man, the first angle I saw on TV, because I, I remember watching that on, on Thursday night. It was right around the time you were heading out. It was right at the end of the half. And they zoomed in on him screaming at Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. And then the, they pulled out to the big picture with Jones there. And I was like, no, he was definitely yelling at Jason Garrett in that. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any hope of getting Kenny Galladay fired up and running on all cylinders, it's this week against Atlanta. Yep. Um, number three on the list, so Tom Brady coming in. Brady has been on the top of these the last two weeks now. Brady's going to continue here with... 24 of 36, 276, five touchdowns. They did let him get hit a bit. Uh, sacked three times. And that's by an Atlanta defense that's not really great. Yeah. I don't know. There wasn't any injuries on the line, was there? For not Tampa? to my knowledge. And Tampa's line just doesn't look good, man. So, um, I mean, maybe just a couple stunts here and there that yeah. kind of, I don't know. I didn't watch the game. So. Leonard Fournette. Uh, only had 52 yards on the ground. Ronald Jones had 27 yards on the ground. Uh, the real concerning thing here is absolutely the Tampa Bay running backs and what to do with that situation. Uh, it's going to be real tough to repeat when you have no running backs playing right now at a they have, top level. They have playoff money. Oh, yeah, right? Uh, number two, talk about running backs. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson comes out, finally gets the uh, the monkey off his back, knocks off the Chiefs 36-35, to 35. Uh, you know, though, it's the stat line that everybody, we talked about this last week. If you let Lamar run, that's when Lamar's at his best. When you let Lamar be that prolific player. And here's the thing. If I told you just the, the quarterback stat line, you're going to go, that's that's kind of shaky. 18 mm-hmm. of 26, 239, one touchdown, two picks, and a sack. However, 16 for 107 and two touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's bolstering Lamar. That is Lamar being Lamar. Right. It's not no we 
I've never gone on here and said Lamar is a shitty football player because that's an absolute no, he's lie. He's an athlete. He's a hell of an athlete, but he's just not the prolific passing quarterback everybody wants it, to try it, to sell that he it's is. It's not a long-term thing. No, it's the same thing. You hate to say it, but I think his career was bolstered by it. The only quarterback that's ever had a long enough career at running back who was prolific at it was Michael Vick. Yeah. He was the epitome of everything different. He's a lefty. He can sling the ball like the day is long. I would say he's a more accurate quarterback than Lamar is. Lamar's a more dynamic player than than Michael Vick was. But Michael Vick could sling the ball well. And the fact of being he had such a break, and obviously don't want to get into why, but Vick missed, what, four years in the league? Something like that. Four or five, and then you bring him back where teams have kind of gone, okay, five years in the NFL is an eternity. It's an eternity, yeah. Okay, let's bring the style back. Mike, you've been working out? Yep, okay, let's get you back in here. Cool. It's it's reintroducing the old instead of having to go X amount of years. I mean, I, I want stats on this real quick because that's it. Unfortunately, I think that's the benefit of that. RG3 didn't last long. Terod Taylor has kind of had the benefit because every time he bounces in, a doctor punctures his lung or something and he misses time again. He got IR'd, I think. He did get IR'd after this week. Um, I wonder if it was short-term or season. It's short-term. He's he's scheduled to miss three weeks. They already said they will not start Deshaun Watson. It is going to be Davis Mills for the foreseeable future. I don't know why they just don't part their ways. Because they don't want to give him up for nothing. It was only two years that he missed? That's insane. Uh, Michael Vick. It felt like an eternity. It really did. Michael Vick, um, 2001 and 2006, before all of the shit went down, um, never played a a complete season. What His final year there. uh, Year one, eight games, two started. Uh, Year two, 15 of 15, did not play the 16th. Year three, got injured in the fifth game. uh, Only played five games. Year three, 15 of 15. Year four, 15 of 15. Year, no, year five, year four and five. Year six, 16 of 16. That was actually his worst record that year. Um, but then, yeah, goes down, misses 07, 08, gets signed halfway into 09 to return to Philly, and then takes over for Philly for three years and puts up some decent stats at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's around the time Nick Foles gets involved. Ooh. Um, but just absolutely mind-blowing. He's one of the only guys who have done it over that period of time and have been that talented at doing it. Right. Running quarterbacks an anomaly in this in the league. You're taking a, a ground or you're taking a pounding every week, especially if you're rolling out them. I look at mm-hmm. Cam Newton. I like Cam mm-hmm. Newton. I still do. Right. But drafted first overall in in 2011, and he yeah, what got MVP. to got to 2017 being like prolific, yeah. and then it started to dip, to dip after he hurt his shoulder. Yes, it just could not be the same. So and I then, mean, uh, like it's all it's going to take is like one bad knee injury or ankle injury or something, which for, you don't want to say, but it is. But it's unfortunately, I mean, you don't want to talk what ifs, but look at Buffalo, look at EJ Manuel, who started out his career and looked competent start. Rolls out to the left side against Cleveland, gets absolutely obliterated on a, on a rollout, blows his knee up, misses time, and it's never the same quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he was one of those project guys, and he had flashes of, like, could be a competition. But that's it. He, he finally started to look like he was understanding the, the, the system. Yeah. And, okay, I can mix in ground and air, and I'm not bad. 
oh, I got hurt. Okay, I'm going to limit myself to only being a throwing quarterback. It's 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 the damned if you do, damned if you don't NFL game. Uh, but number one on the list, another mobile guy, but it's a guy who, to me, I put Kyler Murray more in the situation of uh, Russ Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's he will gash you on the ground, right? But he's gonna beat you with his arm before he has to go to the ground. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray, thirty five point one points on almost an MVP pace right now. Um, twenty two of thirty two, two forty four, three touchdowns, one sack. Follows it up. Oh, nope, that's not him. <laughs> 29 of of 36, 400 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, three sacks, and then five for 31 on the ground. I just gave another Kirk Cousins stat line. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, but Kyler Murray, your undisputed uh, top quarterback of the week. And I love it, man. I love me some Kyler. I got him in a couple leagues. Uh, running backs, starting it off, the old-fashioned James White. Number 10 on the list, 18.5 points in a PPR setting. Five rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Adding off six for 45 in the air. Uh, it's funny, we talked about that with running backs not really being a super threat at this point, Gary. Uh, three of their top 10 are under 20 points. And f- four of the top, or four of the back half of this list mm-hmm. are pass-catching specialty backs. Yeah. Uh, number th- number nine on this list, having a bit of a down day. I did not really see this one coming. Uh, Delvin Cook, 18.8 points. Going to go for 22 rushes, 131 yards, and add on th- two catches for 17 yards. Didn't find his way into the end zone, um, but still a solid day nonetheless for him. Number eight on the list, Najee Harris makes his first appearance after a lackluster game against Buffalo week one. Uh, really, the touchdown kind of supplied his game. In On the ground again, man, 10 rushes for 38 yards. Targeted five times, though, catches five for 43 and a touch. Mm-hmm. The fact of it being Najee Harris is an all-around weapon. He's going to find a way to get involved, and Pittsburgh's going to find a way to involve him. He's only right. going to get better as the year goes. But unless that line can supply you got to be a little suspect about how much he's going to be able to do on the ground right away. Uh, number seven on the list, going back to Thursday, Gary. J.D. McKissick, 20.3 points, really took over the game. Uh, only carried the ball four times for 10 yards. Did get a touchdown on the ground. Added an additional five receptions for 83 yards in the air. J.D. McKissick is a problem when it comes down to receiving backs. Yeah, but the problem is... is- they don't always use him consistently. No, it's the, that's the most frustrating thing for fantasy owners. Is and I, I think this week he's going to have a rough go. Yes. Well, Buffalo tends to have more of a problem defending those those little bubble screen to running backs, and that's where I think they might game plan more towards him. Doesn't mean it's always going to be the <clears> best, right. but Buffalo is incredibly hit or miss on that, and we've seen it get, get give us fits in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't shock me to see McKissick have a, have a decent day, but I definitely don't know if he's going to go over 20 this week. Um, number six on the list, making a big comeback. He had a bit of a down week, week one. Austin Eckler returning here, Gary. I know you love to hear that. Uh, in, in a losing effort, late losing effort, Austin Eckler's going to come out with nine rushes for 54 yards, six yards per carry. They only, Wow. He only uh, rushed the ball 19 times that whole game. And one was to Larry Roundtree and one was to Jalen Goyton. Hmm. Uh, but Eckler also adds nine catches for 61 through the air. Uh, just making sure they can get the ball in his hands. 
Number five on the list might be the biggest surprise of the football season so far. Not sure what you think of this, Gary, but uh, Cordero Patterson, the 30-year-old former first-round wide receiver draft pick to Minnesota, never lived up to his name as being the wide receiver that he is, but he's always been a viable special team threat. Patterson comes out and has seven rushes for 11 yards, one touchdown on the ground, and adds five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown through the air. They're going to find every way to get that ball in Cordero Patterson's hand this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too happy about it because I'm a Mike Davis owner. so I am in a few leagues as well. Um, good news is, hint, hint, drop, drop, uh, Cordero Patterson's available in a lot of leagues still on the waiver wires. Yep. Uh, number four on this list, Superman himself, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey in an absolute throttling of the New Orleans Saints, 26-7. to uh, gonna go 72 on the ground with one receiving t- or with one rushing touchdown and a five for 65 through the air. Christian McCaffrey continuing to come back and come back strong here. Number three might be the surprise of the day. Might be because uh, it's on a team where they haven't had a 100-yard rusher with a touchdown since December of 2019. Oh, also their starting running back's name is Ezekiel Elliott. And it wasn't him. Uh, Tony Pollard coming out. Pollard's going to polish a day, 13 rushes, 109 yards, a touchdown, and then add three receptions for 31 yards. Pollard has 25 total points PPR in the day. Gary, is that a problem? It's a little bit of a problem, especially when you're paying that running back a lot of money. And you've got Tony Pollard still on a four-year rookie minimum deal, basically, as being a third or fourth-round pick. Uh, Turmoil in Dallas, baby. Jerry World, get ready. You're on fire. Uh, So let's, let's, let's recap this real quick, Gary. Uh, 18 and a half, 18.8, 19.1, 20.3, 22.5, 23.9, 24.7, and 25 points even. P- or running backs 3 through 10. Running backs... <laughs> running back 2 and running back 1, I believe combined would have outscored every single one of those players combined below them. Uh, Aaron Jones comes in at a 41.5 points on Monday night. Um, really a touching day. I know, I know we, did, we said he didn't watch much. Uh, Aaron Jones lost his father this past offseason. And this was the first game back in Lambeau since his father's passing. Uh, and he goes off for four touchdowns on Monday night. 17 rushes, 67 yards, and one touchdown on the ground. Six receptions, 48 yards, and three touchdowns via the air. Aaron Jones have a day, man. Uh, and number one, King Derek, he heard me. He heard me talking shit. I said that he wasn't good at the beginning of the season, and he <laughs> said, uh, man, hold this. <laughs> and he goes off, almost single-handedly defeats the Seahawks. Uh, 35 rushes, 182 yards, 5.2 yard per carry average, three touchdowns on the ground, and six receptions for 55 yards. It's even funnier because that's why I said, hey, Derek Henry can't catch the ball. And he said, shove it, man, I got you. Uh, going to receiver, number 10 on this list, uh, Indianapolis. We talked about him recently. We did say we liked this kid. Michael Pittman. Yeah. Pittman Jr., eight catches for 123 yards. That's a day, man. It is. That's a good day. Solid. Uh, Zach Pascal remaining viable right now as well. Five for 38 and a touchdown. And they've lost Paris Campbell again, long term. Uh, the other name to watch in standard format leagues, because it's still a little bit much. You might want to wait to see what happens next week. Michael Strachan. 
the Jamaican player who was a walk-on in college, who was an undrafted free agent walk-on to, or seventh-round pick for Chris Ballard, uh, made the team look good. He's 6'4". He's a giant. He impressed in training camp, impressed in the preseason. He's number four on that depth chart, and he's starting to see his, uh, his percentage of snaps increase. That's a guy where if Paris Campbell misses time, Strachan might be your guy. Number nine on this list, so going across that division, Houston Texans played, and uh, it, Houston's just looking to revitalize these players who haven't been relevant in a couple years, I think. We saw Terod Taylor have a good day. Let's go back to Brennan Cooks for his second top 10 wide receiver day in the last couple weeks. Nine catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Brennan Cooks, have yourself a day. Yeah, it's nice to see they're getting some production out of the receiver. Someone's going to have to because Nico Collins had one catch for 32 yards, and he gets dinged up. He's to miss the next four weeks. He was what, their third-round pick? Third-round pick out of Michigan. Uh, he's been targeted twice in the last two games, and he's caught both targets, but then he hurt his shoulder early in that game. He had one catch for 32 yards. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins was looking like he's on the on the cusp of, like, okay, he could be fantasy viable, and yeah. I stashed him in our league. I put him right to the IR when he got hurt. They need to use Brevin Jordan. Uh, they have not thrown at him yet. No, I know. Uh, number eight on this list, a guy who I quite honestly will say I did not expect to be talking about this week. Uh, Vegas has looked fun. Vegas looks impressive. And Henry Ruggs goes 5 of 113 for a touchdown. That's uh, a big day there for Henry Ruggs. A guy who, by all accounts, was kind of invisible week one. Hunter Hunter Renfro, I, I will talk about this. We're going to go in that same game. Hunter Renfro's looked good. Hunter Renfro has had mm-hmm. over, 10 point, over 10 points both games. Five catches and 50 plus yards in back-to-back games. Hunter Renfro, with a touchdown or two, could be a 17-18 point player. And I love it. Number seven on the list, Gary, we called him it, and I would still say he is it. Mike Evans, 24.3 points. Uh, take away the two touchdown catches. He's got three catches on the day. He had five for 75 and two touchdowns. I'm not saying we're, we're the smartest people ever, but, uh, man, three yards. Okay, so... So take it away, he goes 3 for uh, 71, which is a 10-point day, versus 24 with his 3-and-1-yard touchdown catch. But uh, Mike Evans, number 7 on the list, 24.3. A guy who's really, again, building back his career here, Gary. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, number 6 on the list. Yeah. Another back-to-back good game. Six catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Was he a sophomore slump last year? Maybe that's maybe. it. Maybe I mean maybe it was another one of those things where he didn't get enough work in with Lamar. And in he season he wasn't healthy. He he came in and he pretty much had that banged up hamstring most of the most of last season. Uh, but Marquis Hollywood Brown looking like he wants to reestablish himself and be that guy. Good for him. I liked Hollywood out of the draft that year. I know. I just it's another one of those things where you like you like guys and they, you just don't like where they land. You're not incorrect. Uh, number five. Gary, this is a guy who I don't think we really were a fan of where he landed in the draft this year. But I don't know if you saw the day he had Rondell Moore. No, I, I did see that. Everyone, He had a, a very solid day. Rondell had, Moore comes out, goes like 7 of 114 in a touch. Or something like that? Uh, 77. 7 of 114 in a touch. Really starting to establish himself there. Uh, had a better day than DeAndre Hopkins. Had a better day than Christian Kirk. Had a better day than A.J. Green. Um, Rondell Moore. Looking like the stud that people thought he might be. And there he is. 26.4, number five on your list. Number four, the rotating Denver Broncos uh, squad, 
who they're going to pass to and when. Denver ekes out a win against Jacksonville. Cam- Cortland Sutton, 9 of 159. No touchdowns, but that is odd no, unit of a day. It's ten or nine points just off of catches. <laughs> yeah. Um, considering week one against the Giants, he had one catch for 14 yards. <laughs> he had 159 yards week two. Uh, number three on the list this is a guy, Gary, you and I have talked him up the entire offseason. I've had people online tell us, you're wrong, you're stupid, there's no way he's a wide receiver one. I've had people tell us, you're out of your mind. It's Fitzpatrick and Heineke. No one's going to throw to this guy. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin says, uh, get out of here, man. Let me go for 11 catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Um, back-to-back 15-plus point games, if I'm not mistaken. McLaren comes in at number three here on this list, 29.7. I love me some Scary Terry. Yep. Uh, number two on this list, another guy that I'm not necessarily the highest on because you never know who they're going to go to and when, but he's gone back-to-back big weeks here. Uh, is Tyler Lockett out of Seattle. Lockett comes on the list at 8 of 178 and a touchdown. That was a guy who I did not think should be started this week. I didn't like him this year just because I thought that they were going to go heavily with Metcalf. Yeah, and then Metcalf isn't even number three in this li- or number two on this list for Seattle this week. Freddie Swain mm-hmm. out, outproduces him. Five catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, taking over for concussed Dwayne Eskridge. And number one on the list, uh, I mean, this might keep up the whole year. It looks like he is uh, the favorite target of Matthew Stafford. Cooper Cup, 9 of 163 and two touchdowns. Just absolutely polishing the league in terms of receiving right now. He is buying away the number one. He's had two back-to-back 25-plus point weeks. This one coming in at 38.8. Cooper Cup looks like a stud. Uh, Gary, let's say we get to tight end and we'll finish up with a little defense and talk some Thursday night game ahead. Number 10 on the tight end list. We'll go 10 and 9 together here. Almost identical scores, 11.4 and 11.5 from the same exact team. Raiders tight ends Foster Moreau and Darren Waller coming in here. Uh, Foster Moreau I don't think is somebody that anybody has to be concerned with being like a fantasy relevant player. That's That's a tight end equivalency. Uh, Darren Waller, 5 of 65. I think that's kind of his floor. Plus, Pittsburgh's got a good linebacking core. They're good right. at cover tight ends pretty well. Yep. Uh, number 8 on this list, making an appearance here. Number 4 overall in this year's draft, Kyle Pitts goes 12.3 points on the day. Um, still, I believe, waiting to get in the end zone. But uh, 5 receptions, 73 yards. A decent day for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Uh, number 7 on the list, out of Denver, Noah Font. 13.3 points. Uh, I believe that was all catches as well for him. Oh, he did have a touchdown. Four receptions, 33 yards, and a touchdown. So Font coming in really bolstering that day with the touchdown grab. Not a bad day for him. Number six on the list. This is a name that intrigues me right now, Gary. Out of Indianapolis, Jack Doyle. Uh, Doyle in the past, we've seen him flash top 10 tight end potential, and then he tends to get lost midway through the season. Mm-hmm. He's had back-to-back good games. Um... A decent enough game, shall we say, last week. Three three receptions, 21 yards. I think he's averaging over five targets a game. Um, but then this week, he goes for five receptions for 64 yards, uh, puts himself on that 13.4 yard reception, or 13.4 yard, four yard, 13.4 point per the game. 
Uh, number five on the list, Green Bay Packers, Monday night. Robert Tunyon, he's back. That's right, baby. He looked uh, violent yesterday. He three grabs, 52 yards, and a touchdown. When he got that ball in his hand, he was making you force him down. He was not coming down easy at all. I mean, that's what you want to see from tight ends. Yeah. And the thing is, I think people don't understand. I, granted, obviously, he broke out last year. Not many people knew who he was. He's still only 27 years old. Yeah. And they're kind of giving him the job now. Yeah, they really uh, Give him the keys. Well, they released Jay Sternberger today, who was a former third overall pick, a guy they liked out of Ohio State. They pretty much said, yeah, man, we're not waiting for you to be ready. Uh, they got rid of him. It's just down to Josiah DeGuara and him. They got Mercedes Lewis still, but I don't think Mercedes Lewis has seen a pass thrown him in the last three years. Number four on this list, and before you ask who, we had to ask who as well. Um, out of Arizona, Max Williams. That's Max with two X's. Uh, former, former Baltimore Raven second-round pick in 2015. A guy who has really had a fight to keep his career alive. He's bounced around the league a couple times. He goes on out this week and has seven catches for 94 yards. That's not a coincidence, man. You don't throw to your tight end seven times if you're not going to utilize him. I mean, right. even if he's open. Um, so Max Williams, a name to kind of pay attention to going forward a little. Does does Kyler have a new target he likes? Or right. is Kyler just going to take whatever's That's open? Probably what they were hoping Dan Arnold was going to be. Yes, and Dan Arnold was a big enough body to do it. Max Williams was there behind Dan Arnold last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three on the list. We're going to party like it's 2011. Rob Gronkowski has been at the top of this list the last, the last two weeks. Uh, Rob Gronkowski coming out with 19.9 points here. Um, four, four catches, 39 yards, two touchdowns this week again. He's got four touchdowns in two weeks now. Did you hear the story that he gave on air on Fox yesterday? No, I didn't. That he was traded in 2018? Wasn't he retired? That was when he decided to retire. They traded him to, to Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And he, and he's came, like, no, I'm he goes, no, man, I'm retiring. Sorry. And then retired. Uh, so Rob Gronkowski, no bullshit from him. Uh, number two on the list, a guy that we talked up a lot this year, a guy that's just continued to eat targets in Detroit. We knew someone had to. Um, but coming off of eight catches for 91 and a touch last week, come, follows it up with eight for 66 and a touch, TJ Hawkinson. 20.6 yards. Uh, Hack is looking like the real deal, man. Yeah, that's what we thought he was going to be, what we knew he could be. I'll tell you this right now. It makes me happy about grabbing Hawk. I grabbed Hawk in a couple leagues as my number one. I grabbed him in, an- in another league as my number two tight end. My number one tight end in that league? George Kittle, who has not hit the ground running. So, at least that way I have some help there. Uh, number one, 25.6 points. No one should be shocked by this. Travis Kelsey comes in as the number one tight end of the week. Um, seven for 109 and a touch. Going to the defenses here. Uh, just quick numbers here. Indianapolis, number seven. I'm not only going to do top seven because you score seven on the defense. Indy, number seven on the day, comes in with 10 points for the day. Denver with 11 at six. Carolina at five for 14 points. The New England Patriots at four for 16. You know, you'd think they'd be higher with the fact that they had... Four I, know. I couldn't understand that unless it's just because they had no points scored or like they didn't return anything for touchdowns. I don't think they had any sacks is the thing. I think it was only they kept them to low points and it was the turnovers. Uh, Tampa Bay number three on the list at 19 points. The Buffalo Bills number two on the list at 20 points. Doesn't hurt when you have six sacks on the day. 
And uh, the Chicago Bears, number one at 21 on the list. Gary, what do you say we get out of this, though? Let's jump on over for a hot second, uh, help all of you guys out for the upcoming week three. Uh, obviously not going to discuss the entire slate, but this week we've got the Carolina Panthers, Houston Texans, Thursday night. Uh, battle of a young budding team and a question mark. Yeah, I mean, you think the Panthers being 2-0 are going to come out and... Really just swing on them. Yeah. It's um, the first time McCaffrey's had prime time in, what, two two years now? I think so. And I, I would say if Tyrod was playing this game, it, it'd be a little bit closer, I think. Um, See, I almost want to say this is going to be... The spread seven and a half for Carolina. I think this game will be within a touchdown. Yeah. Because I think it's it's the unknown. It's tough to game plan for a quarterback you don't know. And who's got tape on Davis Mills? Outside of a half last week where he didn't look out of place. Um, last week, Davis Mills, against a good Cleveland defense as well. Uh, 8 of 18, 102, one touchdown, one pick. Okay, so he spread that across the entire thing. He's 16 of 36, which isn't great. But he's still 200 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. I think it's it's a viable thing. You might be looking at, like, 27-21 final score. Yeah. I mean, I think if uh, Carolina's going to blow him out, it's going to be through the ground game. I think they're going to just let CMC do his thing. Yeah, I think they're going to continue to find their way to get CM, the ball in CMC's hands. Sam Darnold has not looked bad. He's completing over 66% of his passes at this time. Um He's, he's looking better now than he did in New York. Absolutely is. Uh, he's got to start gelling with his receivers better. DJ Moore is going to probably be the guy again. Moore didn't get in the end zone this past week, but he was getting fired at early and often. And uh, we got to try to break Robbie Anderson on a slump. Robbie Anderson doesn't know much in two games, and it's a guy who he has consistency with. But um, I don't know if I really think... Brandon Cooks is a viable option this week to keep it up. Brandon Cooks is most likely going to see J.C. Horn, who is far and away the best player in the secondary right now. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough matchup, I think. I think... Not to mention Houston's line's not great, and Carolina's front seven has been peppering teams. I think if they're going to try to win... Well, obviously, Houston's going to try to win. I think they're going to try to use the carousel running backs that they have. Which I don't know if that's the answer there, but right. I could see them doing that. Um, but because I they think, got a young rookie quarterback, it's like, well... I think for fantasy purposes, this week's a little bit more viable than last week is. I think keep DJ Moore in. Uh, keep CMC, obviously. I'd be willing to tell you to probably look to pull Brandon Cooks this week. I don't think I'm comfortable with starting him. Um... Yeah, you know what? I I, I want to come up with an oddball guy here. I do. Who do Houston start throwing to late? You know who my guy's going to be this week? Who's going to have more than four catches for Houston? Ooh. Give me some Chris Conley action. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out who Davis Mills would have been throwing to in that second unit during camp. So many started to gel with. Mm-hmm. Give me Chris Conley or Andre Roberts to have over 50 yards and over five catches this week. Yeah, if Andre Roberts doesn't let the ball hit his chest. Andre Roberts had one target for, uh, here you go, one target for one catch and 35 yards and fumbled. Yeah. 
Um, That's a stat line. But no, guys, that'll do it. Uh, we will be in touch with you guys after the Thursday night game. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Gary, anything you want to say before we sign off? Well, uh, for me, it wasn't a great week of fantasy, but that's how fantasy is. So hopefully, if you guys did did well, keep doing well, and if you're not doing so well, then you will start doing well. Absolutely, guys. Like we've said, any issues, questions, concerns, hit us up on our social medias uh, at Facebook at Fan, or Fantasy Beasts FB Pod, and on Twitter at Fantasy Beasts FB. We'd be more than happy to answer your stardom symptoms. We'd be happy to talk football with you guys. Shout out to our sponsors before we jump off air. Jeanette over at the Herapy Sessions Buffalo. Uh, she'll make you look real, real pretty. Uh, Damien at the Player Box in Ontario, Canada. Ham- Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And our newest sponsor, because nothing goes hand in hand with football quite like chicken wings. Check out Chicken Dippin'. Located out of Texas, they have wonderful stainless steel and plastic single-use blue cheese dippin' cups. So don't forget it, guys. Check them out. Give them a follow. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Give them an order. And until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, and we'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>